Hey, let's open our Bibles, John chapter 14, uh, where we left off. John chapter 14. Thanks, Mike, for working hard to get that going. I, I blame uh, Bill Gates. Windows 10 did this update, which we didn't ask for, and it messed everything up. So, Okay, John chapter 14. Yeah, there we go. Oh, we lost it there. If you could put it on that screen for me. There we go. Okay. Last time we talked about this, Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey what I command. And, and love has action. Love has response. And, and Jesus talked about, you know, loving him and obeying him. And, and this love relationship that we have with Jesus, it leads to a change in our lives. It, it, it leads to how we live differently. And, and uh, we keep his word. We keep his commands. But, you know, in that, there's joy and there's blessing that comes with it. The Father who loved us first, He loves us more. Jesus loved us. He loves us more and just responds to our loving Him. And, and we looked at that uh, pretty, uh, I don't know how to describe it, that exchange between Jesus and Peter when He said to him three times, do you love me? And then He gave him something to do. He said, do you love, if you really love me, you'll feed my sheep, you'll take care of my lambs, you'll take care of my sheep. And so uh, this response to his love for us is our love for him. And out of that comes obedience. Obedience. Now, moving on from there, you know, it was really a difficult time, and it's really kind of this whole uh, chapter, you know, Jesus has talked to them specifically about leaving, that he was going to leave, and it was a very unsettled time, and, and you know, a difficult time for these disciples, because they really didn't totally get it, they didn't understand it all. What do you mean? You know, we've just been building this thing, and, and I think part of the mindset, too, is that you know, Jesus, the Messiah, would come and set up his kingdom and take over and get rid of all the bad stuff. But that was not going to happen. That will happen someday, but not, that was not what was going to happen at that point in time. So, so, you know, it's very unsettled, but Jesus makes it very clear. The point that he makes to them in the passages I want to look at today is that they would never be alone. Even if he left, which he was going to, they would never be alone. That's some of the songs we sang today. I think most of them really had something to do with this fact that, that we're never going to be alone. We are never going to be alone. So let's, look, let's pick it up. We're going to read some verses uh, uh, in chapter 14, verses 15 through 20, and then verses 25 through 26. In verse 15, it says, if you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Verse 18, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. 
Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. And on that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. And jump down to verse 25. He says, all this I have spoken while still with you physically. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. He said, I will ask the Father. He said, you know, you, you love me, you obey what I command. And he says, I, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you. How long? Forever. That's what it says there. That's what Jesus promised. He says he will be with you forever. This word, be with you, is really the, is the same word that talks about abiding. He will abide with you. He will live with you. He will remain with you forever. He's never going to leave you. We, we sang about it today, forever. He, he's never going to leave. He's with us forever. So who is it that he's talking about here, the counselor that he talks about in verse 16? Who is it that he's talking about? The Holy Spirit, right. Exactly, the Holy Spirit. So we would never be alone, but the Holy Spirit would be with us. And, and in this word, uh, counselor, which I, might be my favorite uh, understanding of that word, but it's the word paraclete, and it, it really includes so many things, but helper, some translations... Uh, uh, use the word helper. Some say comforter. This version here says counselor. So it, it really includes all of these things. The word literally means paraclete, means someone who comes alongside to help. But we know that it's much more than that. He, he has said it there. It's not that he's just going to come alongside us, but he's actually going to come and live where? Within us, Right? So Jesus said earlier in verse, uh, or he said later in verse 23 that, that he and the Father would love and they would come and make their home with the disciples. And how would he do that? But he would, he would do that by the Holy Spirit. So, so, you know, in all of this, I want to point this out first. In all of this, we see the Trinity, really. We see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I want you to kind of pay attention when we talk about these verses, because we see they're kind of all, you know, they're all working together, intertwined. And Jesus weaves the teaching about the Holy Spirit through, his, through all of the teaching that he gives. He doesn't say, well, this is just one separate thing I want you to know about, the Holy Spirit. It's all kind of woven in. It, they're all working together, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're all partaking of each other, and, and the 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 incredible nature of the Trinity that, that we see there. But the point of, of what I want to bring out today is, is this, is that we need to learn about the Holy Spirit. You know, we learn, we've been learning an awful lot about Jesus. We learn an awful lot about the Father God, right? Yahweh. But we need to learn about the Holy Spirit too. And it's nothing to be frightened of. It's, you know, I think, I think because of, because of, uh, you know, 
going, you know, overemphasizing certain points in, in different places where people are, are like frightened of like the Holy Spirit. Oh, and maybe that goes back to some of the other, some of the old translations where they call it the Holy Ghost. How many of you know that designation? He's the Holy Spirit, you see, and, and there's nothing to be frightened about. And Jesus talks about it like it's just like this is normal, that he is going to be with you forever. So we want to learn about him. We want to learn about who he is and what he does and, and, and how he does what he does. And Norman uh, Warren Wearsby pointed that out. We want to learn these things. And so, uh, again, we're not going to totally focus forever on the Holy Spirit. Some places you go, that's all they talk about is Holy Spirit. But Jesus just kind of wove it, wove it in and, and, and like this is the reality and so we should know that he's with us, first of all. And that's the main thing that I want to bring out today, that he's with us forever. And he, he, he will never be taken away from us. The Old Testament things were a little bit different. The Holy Spirit would be there. He would, he would work and, and be, come upon people. But in the New Testament, he's promised, the Lord's promised that he's going to be with us forever. He's never going to go away. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't grieve him at times. That doesn't mean that we don't quench the Spirit at times or we, we get in His way at times, but He's not going to leave us. If you do something that you know, isn't right or, or whatever, you, oh, the Holy Spirit just left me. One of the, you know, first of all, let me say this, is that God says what? I will never leave you or forsake you. God says that. And the Holy Spirit is God, Right? First of all, let's make that clear. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, of the Godhead, and He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will never abandon us. He's always there. We will never be alone. So that's, that's so important for us to know. The problem that I see is this, as we base what we believe Often on what? On how we feel. <clears throat> on how we feel. And, and I was talking with someone about this the other day. You know, are, are your feelings always right? I'm beginning to wonder, are they ever right? But we have these feelings, right? And, and you know, do I feel your presence? Do I, do I really feel that God is always with me? I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't walk around feeling the presence of God, you know, 24-7. Does that mean that he's not with me because I don't feel it? You see, I, I, I heard a, a song on the, on the way to church this morning, and I, and I thought, wow, that's a great song. Maybe we'll do that one at some point. But it, it's called The Promises. It's called Promises, and, and the chorus uh, says this, uh, well, one of the verses say, as I walk into the days to come, I will not forget what you have done, for you have supplied my every need, and your presence is enough for me. But then the chorus says this, doesn't matter what I feel, doesn't matter what I see, my hope will always be in your promises to me. You see, not how you feel about it, not what you're seeing right now, but what God has promised. And this right here, Family is a promise that Jesus said he's going to send the counselor, the Holy Spirit, 
and he will be with you how long? Forever. Forever. So don't get hung up if you're not feeling something. You know, uh, and the person I was talking to is saying, well, I can't always feel it, so does that mean that he's not there? No, it means that you're not feeling it. That doesn't mean anything. Feelings, they lie. They just do. But look at all the things. He's going to be your helper. He's going to be your comforter. How many times do you and I need comfort or help? How many times do we need counseling? You know, like I say, I'm in counseling every day. How? By the Holy Spirit who lives within me through His Word and, and how He's working in my life. He just holds me together. I don't know how, you know, and maybe it's, I'm just a weak person or whatever, but I need help every single day. And He's always there. He's always there. Notice verse 17, He says, Jesus says He's the Spirit of truth. That's powerful, you know. That's really powerful. He's the spirit of truth. Because how much, uh, you know, truth are we getting in the world today? I wonder, you know, and I'm not just going to say it's all fake news, but there's so much, there's so many lies, there's so much untruth in the world today. There's so much untruth that comes from people. But he's called the spirit of truth. He will always tell you and me the truth. He will give us the truth within about who we are, about who he is, about what the situations are. He will give us the truth if we'll listen. We need to be listening. But here, again, mentioning the Trinity, Jesus said uh, in verse 6 that he was the way, what? The truth and the life. In Psalm 31, uh, Yahweh is called the God of truth. Here, Jesus said he's the spirit of truth. You know, again, the Trinity, it's all, it's all here. It's, it's all there. The Holy Spirit, you always bring truth. In John chapter 4, we saw this uh, many, many weeks ago. God is spirit. His worshipers must worship him in spirit. What? And in truth. In truth. He goes on to say there in in that verse that the world cannot accept him. That is the spirit of truth because it neither sees him nor knows him. He can't see it. So and, and they don't know the Holy Spirit. They don't know God at all. And so they can't accept the things of the spirit. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2, he said the man without the spirit, the Holy Spirit, does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Without the Holy Spirit, we can't even understand the things of God. They're foolishness. The world looks at at our faith and says it's foolishness. Why? Because they they have no spiritual help from the Spirit of God within them to understand the things of God. But notice he says, but you know him. But you know him. You know him. And, and again, uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, is, it's this relationship where you know God. 
And He knows you. And we have this relationship, you know, wherever we're at in our walk with God, you know, we may be just getting to know Him. We may know Him a little bit better. I think the, the truth of it, of it is, is that throughout eternity, we're going to be getting to know Him more and more and more. And so I don't, I don't want you to feel like, well, I don't know him very much, so I'm, you know, I'm not a very good Christian or whatever. No, we're all at different stages. We're all at different places. And, and the Lord, by his Spirit, is working in us to, to just continue to bring us along. We're going to see that in, in, in just a minute. But you know him. You know him. For why? For he lives with you. And he will be in you. He lives with you and he will be in you. So God is with us. He's with us in, in all the things of this life. But he's also in us. He's actually living within us. I want you to turn with me to Romans chapter 8. So that's like two books ahead. We're in the Gospel of John. So if you go Acts and then Romans chapter 8. These are, are, are crucial passages for you to understand about, about having a a relationship with God, and having the Holy Spirit living within you. Look at Romans chapter 8 in verses 9, starting in verse 9. He says, You, however, are not controlled by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. If, notice he says, if the Spirit of God lives within you, or in you, if the Spirit of God, notice he says the Spirit of God, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he says the Spirit of Christ, if you don't have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. If you and I do not have the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ living within us, we don't, we're, we're not born again. We don't belong to Christ. We're not His. So it's absolutely essential. So if you do belong to Him, you have the Holy Spirit, whether you feel it or not. He says a few more things there. He says uh, in verse 10, but if Christ is in you, notice he says Christ is in you. He's talking about the Spirit of God living in you, the Spirit of Christ. And if Christ himself is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, that's the Spirit of the Father, is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through, the, through his spirit who lives in you. You notice it's all there, the, the Trinity, that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they're, they're, they're all working there in us. But without the Spirit of God living in us, we have got nothing. I think we have to understand how, how so much we rely on this. It's so essential. He says in 1 Corinthians 3, Know you not that you are the temple of God? And that the Spirit of God dwells in you, lives in you, same word. He says it again in 1 Corinthians 6, chapter 6, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, whom you, whom is, excuse me, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price, therefore honor God with your body. He's talking there. Well, if you've got the Holy Spirit living within you, don't you think if this is the temple, this body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, it should reflect that again 
by how we live. He says, therefore, honor God with your body. Back to John chapter 14, verse 18, he says, I will not leave you as orphans. I won't leave you as orphans. I won't leave you without any help. I won't leave you on your own. But what does he say next? What's his next statement there? I will not leave you as orphans or comfortless, but he says what? I will come to you. I will come to you. I will come and be with you. We saw that in Romans chapter 8. Jesus himself living within us. Now, this obviously can apply to his resurrection. He said, I will come back. I'm gonna, you're not going to see me, but I'll come back and you will see me. It could also refer to his second coming. He's going to return. But I think primarily, I think he's talking about here, this, the spirit of the living God, the Spirit of Christ living with us. I'm not going to leave you on your own, but I'm going to come, and I'm actually going to be closer than I even am now. Physically, he was right there, but he's going to be now spiritually living actually within them, closer than ever, ever before. Warren Wiersbe says we're not alone. We're not abandoned. We're not helpless. We're not hopeless, but we have the Spirit of God living within us. Verse 19, he says, Before long the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. And because I live, you also will live. And on that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Again, the, the, the language of the Trinity there, this life that comes to us through God living within us, through God doing this work within us. If he's only on the outside, he hasn't done the work. He, we're not his yet. Romans 8, again. Let's jump down to verse 25 and verse 26. He says this. He says, All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Counselor, the Comforter, the Helper, the Paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. That's essential, isn't it? It says that he will, he will teach you all things. And he will remind you of everything that, that, he's, that Jesus has said. To be a follower of Jesus is to be a student. Now, I know some of us say, I don't want, you know, I, I finished school or I quit school. I don't want to know nothing about being a student ever again. I'm all done with that. But a disciple, the word means a, a a follower, someone who is learning. and the, the teacher would teach his disciples. And the Holy Spirit, Jesus is teaching. Jesus gave us all this teaching, and the Holy Spirit now is, is teaching within us. I sometimes wonder what kind of student that we are. Are we a diligent student? Are we really getting into the Word and, and, and asking Jesus, like, what are you trying to teach me? Are we that kind of student? Or are, we, are we like a lazy student? You know, we're having a lot of problems with schools right now, you know, online, in person. You know, there's a lot of problems and, and, and things that are going on right now. But there's been a lot of strange things that have happened where, where some students, they just, not, I'm not even going to deal with any of that. But the Holy Spirit, He wants to teach you and me. He does. And He, were, he, he wants to remind us of, of, 
of the things that Jesus has said bring back to our remembrance, cause us to remember, cause us to recall the things. You know, we were studying the gospel for John for like 10 years, I think, or something like that. And, and you know, how could you, I can't remember what, you know, we looked at even last week, I can't remember all the details, but, but the Holy Spirit, you see, one of the things that he does, he brings these things back to our minds. I don't know about you, but my memory is just not as sharp as it never was. I, I need help, you know. Uh, you know, they, they have all these miracle, uh, you know, vitamins and minerals. You take that stuff, your, your memory is going to be... You know, uh, the truth is there are some things I don't want to remember, right? But there's stuff I do want to remember. But the Holy Spirit will help us to remember the things that we need to remember at the time that we need to remember them. I mean, some people think, you know, I, I kind of get this. I don't know if anybody's actually said these exact words, but I get this impression. You know, doesn't the pastor have the Bible memorized? You know, we read and we study and we can't remember it all, but, but the Holy Spirit, you know, he's going to bring that stuff back. He's going to remind us, help us remember. One thing I will point out, though, and this should be obvious, is that you can't remember something that you've never heard or looked at, right? Some people say, Lord, help me remember what you said in this situation. But yet you've never heard, you've never read the word, you've never heard a message, you've never, you know, God's never been that important to, for you to, to, to get in there. And then now you want his help. It's the times when we're not in the middle of the trial where we need to like just be faithful and, and, and diligent and being a student and reading the word, listening. We do so many other things, but we cut out the things that are the most important so that when we're in the middle of the trial, he can remind us of those words. I mean, you're here today, so that's, that's good. You're hearing God's word, and, and, and he can bring these words back to you. That's important. But it's not just, you know, 30 minutes or 40 minutes a week. It's got to be a daily feeding, a daily taking in his word. I talk about that all the time. Why? Because it's got to be one of the most important things in the life of a believer. Uh, Dan Kinnaman said it when he was here. Uh, are you reading your Bibles? He says he says that wherever he goes, every time he speaks. Are you reading your Bibles? Warren Wearsby said that the Holy Spirit reminds us of what he has taught so that we can depend on God's word in the difficult times of life. A couple of examples in John chapter 2. After he was raised from the dead, it says his disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. How did they recall it? The Holy Spirit helped them to remember that. One that wasn't quite so nice the Lord turned and looked straight at Peter after he denied him. It says, then Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him about the fact that he would deny him. He went outside, wept bitterly. 
Jesus was there, obviously, in the flesh. He, he saw him. But the Holy Spirit sometimes wants to remind us of, of things that we need to watch out for, we need to be careful of, and bring us to a place of healing and help. So he's going to teach us, and he's going to remind us. The Holy Spirit is working in us, and he's, he's, he's never going to leave us alone. I found this quote, the proper temple for the, for the indwelling spirit of Jesus is a heart filled with that love to him, what we read in verse 15, which lives actively for him. That's a place where Jesus is happy to dwell, where, where we love him, we want him there, and we're, we're actively living for him. He's happy to live within us if we're you know, it's not going so well if we're like, you know, trying to live like the world and, and, and he's living within us. We're having this conviction. We're having this, you know, uh, problem within us. One more quote from Warren Wiersbe. You, you guys know I love Warren Wiersbe. Apart from the help of the Spirit of God, we cannot live the Christian life as God would have us live it. We must know who the Holy Spirit is, what He does, and how He does it. We've got to know. I found an excellent website called preceptaustin.org, and it's a Bible uh, teaching website, and and it's just a wealth of information there, wealth of of, uh, good stuff there. But he... I use his material a lot, and, and he over and over he goes back to this emphasis that we cannot live, we cannot do what we need to do without the power and the help of the Holy Spirit. So let's not be frightened. Let's not be afraid. Let's, not, let's just know that we are completely dependent on him, and he will always, always, always be there for us. It says he will... He will uh, be with you how long? Forever. Forever. Let's pray together, shall we? Our gracious Heavenly Father, we, uh, we bow our hearts, our lives before you. We, we thank you for the third person of the Trinity, the, the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, and how... Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are working in our lives, and you've, you've come to dwell within us as believers. And maybe, maybe uh, you know, there's some stuff within us you want to deal with. Maybe you're teaching us in certain ways and areas. You want to clean house maybe a little bit. We surrender to that. We submit to that. Maybe there's other things you want to teach us. Maybe the things you, there are things that you're reminding us of even now that, that we need to be reminded of. But I know one thing, Lord, that you're so faithful. You're, you've been uh, faithful, and we can look back to all the things you've done in the past and, and remember and hold on to the promises that you will never leave us alone. Never, never, never. You'll be with us forever, living within us. So I pray you'd help us. You'd help us in this life. It's not easy. It's, it's difficult. There are so many challenges, so many lies, so many uh, 
battles that we've got to face in this world, in this life, Lord, I pray you to help us by your spirit within us to, to keep walking, to keep fighting the good fight, walking the walk and running the race with your help, by your power. Father, I want to pray as well for any that might be listening that, that have never opened their hearts and life. Maybe you've never asked him in. If you ask him in, he will come in to your heart and into your life. And you've, you've never done that. And today is a good day to do that. You can pray with me right now and, and open your life and heart and say, Jesus, I, I'm lost. I, I pray you'd come in and rescue me, help me. I need comfort. I need counsel. I need strength. Thank you, Lord, that you hear our cries. You hear our prayers. You're right there with us. We don't have to scream or shout. You're right here. You're right living within us in the very depths of who we are. Thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand together and sing, shall we?